Well, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast at For All Our Kids. How have you been? Is your school virtual? Or are you homeschooling with your mom and dad at home? Well, with the COVID restrictions, it is hard to get back to our everyday routines, isn't it? But you know what? There is one thing you can still do safely, and that is to read books. We hope you've been reading lots of books because we want your book reviews. For allourkids.com, we'll restart the reading challenge in September. So go to our website, forallourkids.com, and search for the guidelines for read a book, write a review. Then, Send us your book reviews along with an illustration of your favorite part of the story. Do you know why? Because for every book review we receive, for all our kids will donate a book to build libraries in rural India. In a year when so many children's education has been affected, we think this is a good way to give children access to books. What do you think? So, my friends, read and write us a review. And now we continue our revised tales of Vikram and Betal. Today is the 11th episode in this series. Now to the story. The Vain Man The graveyard was still. There was no sound of rustling leaves or howling dogs nor were there any moving shapes that night. Blood pounded in King Vikramaditya's ears. Somehow, about that sound, he could hear something else truly chilling. The one sound that broke the silence around him. His footsteps. Would something jump out at him from the dark? It is a spooky, sinister place. But I mustn't let my mind play tricks on me. That is the only thing I have to do, Vikrama told himself. Adventure sounds really exciting. An adventure with a companion is always better. But King Vikrama had agreed to go alone to the graveyard. And by now, he could find his way to the people tree with ease. So on he went, not minding his own footsteps. At the tree, he reached for the waiting spirit, put it on his shoulder, and started back to camp. Now he had a companion, but not one to share his adventure. In the quiet night, the vampire seemed to have plans of its own. As always, he began by mocking King Vikrama. So, King, you are back. I do wonder about you. You are so keen to do the hermit's bidding. Do you think he respects you? You have agreed to all his conditions, haven't you? Don't you think that is very naive of you? Beware, sometimes... Even spirits don't respect a man if they think he is weak. 
Let me tell you the story of Varada and the two Yakshas. Subovan was a dense jungle lying between two cities. The jungle had numerous types of trees and shrubs. True to its name, Subovan was home to a large number of birds and animals. The two cities were connected by roads that ran around the jungle, but several narrow trails ran through it. If you walked on these trails, you'd see thatch roof shelters and tree trunks set aside as stools for weary travelers to rest. And say you miss these shelters, the white canopies of the trees shielded you from the scorching sun. You could quench your thirst with clean water in bubbling brooks. But best of all, the trail was free, whereas you had to pay a toll to the king to use the roads. Naturally, many townsfolk preferred to walk across the jungle. Along the path were many tamarind trees. These were home to various spirits, spirits that mostly ignored the people passing through. except for two naughty yakshas who liked nothing more than to play tricks on the travellers. They were harmless enough because their pranks never really hurt anyone. Theirs was a carefree life and whenever people came near their tree, the yakshas watched and listened. It was much easier to observe people and hear their talk from the lower branches. And so, the yakshas rested on the tree branch closest to the ground and peered from between the leaves. One day, the younger yaksha turned to his friend, his brows wriggling like beetles. Don't you think people are silly? We've overheard so many people and seen all the things they do, especially when they think no one is watching them. Some are greedy, some are cunning and others unkind. I feel that they're always pretending. And even if they do the right thing, it's only because someone is watching them. They're either afraid of being caught and punished or they want to be praised for doing the right thing. No, 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 no. There are some good humans who do the right thing, even if no one is watching them, replied the older Yaksha. I'm not so sure. Tell you what. Let's test the next person who crosses this path, said the young Yaksha. If I win, you must do as I command for the next one month. And if you win, I'll do as you say for one month. That's a deal, laughed the older Yaksha. Hey, here's someone. He dug his elbow into his fellow spirit. At a distance, they could see the shapes of two men. The way they moved, light-footed and carefree meant they were young men. The two Yakshas fixed their eyes on them. They look happy enough. No troubles, huh? I wonder. You don't know what I've got in store for you. <laughs> the younger Yaksha giggled. Then he closed his eyes and uttered a mantra, 
Clang, clang. A chunky bag of coins dropped into his outstretched hand. He glided over and placed the bag of coins under a tree a few feet away. The passers-by would undoubtedly see it. And then the two yakshas, they hovered in the air to observe those men, expecting them to rush to the glittering bag. The men didn't fail them. Hey, what's that? One of the men noticed the bag, and in no time he held it in his hands, his fingers pulling open the strings to reveal gold coins. Look, look, Varda, someone must have forgotten this bag of coins. His eyes sparkled with delight. Leave it right there, Jay, the man called Varda replied. Whoever lost it will come back looking for it. What if the next person who passes by takes it away? As you said, the owner is most likely walking back for the bag. If we take it with us, we can return it to him. He's bound to reward us. I say that we should take the coins with us, Jay argued. Oh, ho, ho, he is clever. He wants the gold coins for himself. I bet he thinks that the owner won't come back for it, the younger Yaksha murmured to his partner. Jay, leave it there. Those coins are not ours and we shouldn't take it. Varada's voice brooked no argument. The two started walking away from the tree. The younger Yaksha thought again and flew around a bend. Turning himself into a beautiful young woman, he sat along the path. When the travellers came around the corner, the young woman was holding her foot, wailing. Oh, oh, my ankle! Oh, how will I get home now? <laughs> Jay dashed over and asked in a considerate voice, Hello, what is the matter? Can we help you? Varada followed behind. The young woman said, I hurt my ankle. I can't walk. The ankle was swollen and red, and Varada checked her foot gently. Then he said, It looks like you may have sprained it. Just then, a carriage pulled over. An older man and woman stepped out and made their way to them. Oh, we can take the young woman to her house, the old woman offered. The young yaksha was stuck. She had to go with them in the carriage. But she wasn't giving up as yet. Her face piteous, she pleaded. Oh, sirs, please. Come with me. I will feel so much better if you, my saviors, took me home. She looks so beautiful. Of course, of course, we'll go with you. Jay offered her his hand and supported her as she stood up. And much to her annoyance, Varada had other plans. Miss, the carriage will go faster with fewer people in it. Uncle and auntie here will take you home safely. 
the older Yaksha was watching and listening. He couldn't help but grin. Oh, the couple is in for a shock, he thought. Sure enough, a little while later, the young Yaksha was beside him. Well, that man wasn't tempted by money, nor did he try to trick the young woman. The older Yaksha challenged his companion. The younger one was irritated, but not ready to give up. Oh, I'll get him yet. Don't you worry, he snorted. So the older Yaksha trailed behind the travellers, and the younger one slipped past them once again. A little while later, a voice croaked faintly from behind some bushes. Water! Water! Can anybody hear me? As always, Jay ran over to explore. In a deep ditch behind the bushes was a man, weary and tired. Sir, are you all right? he asked kindly. Please, water. The man held his throat in desperation. At once, Varada brought out his water bottle and handed it to the man. Gluck, 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 gluck. The man gulped down the water. The two young men pulled the man up and sat in silence until the older man felt better. Thank you, the man broke the silence. I'm an emissary of the king. I stopped to break my journey, but slipped and fell into that ditch. I have been screaming my lungs out, but over time became very thirsty. The walls of the ditch were too slippery for me to pull myself out. Well, we are glad that we came when we did, the two men replied. Why don't you two come with me? The king will give you a handsome reward. I will tell him how kind you were to stop and help me. The man invited the two men to the king's court. Jay sat up straight. I would love to see the court. But Varada didn't let him finish. Thank you for the invitation, sir. But it is our duty to help someone in distress. We don't need a reward for that. Besides, we both have a long way to walk before we get home. We're sorry, but we cannot accompany you to the court. Jay's face crumpled for a second. Then he nodded in agreement. If you are ever at the court, please ask for Vishal, the man said, and went on his way. The young Yaksha was exasperated, but the older one smiled. Let's see now, come. I will go with you this time. Along the path were a few mango trees. Varada and Jay decided to sit there and rest. There were two other men there eating their lunch. And the four people, just like strangers meet and chat, they too started chatting away in a friendly manner. We've had some strange things happen to us on this journey, Jay shared with the others. Oh, how is that? they asked. You see, we found a bag of gold coins. Hey, Varada, we haven't seen anyone come looking for the bag, have we? He stopped. Varada answered, 
जाए यू गेट टेम्पटेड बाय एवरीथिंग यू सी वट डज इट मैटर दैट वी डेंट मीट एनी वन लुकिंग फॉर द गोल्ड कॉइन्स लिसन डू यू सी हाउ यू फॉल इजली इन टू दीज ट्रैप्स यू वॉन्टेड टू टेक द गोल्ड कॉइन्स यू वॉन्टेड टू गो विद द यंग वुमेन एंड यू इवन वॉन्टेड टू गो टू कोर्ट फॉर गिविंग समवन वॉटर डिड यू सी हाउ आई स्टेट खाम दैट्स बिकॉज आई डोंट गेट टेम्पटेड बाई एनीथिंग I am a very strong person. I have no weaknesses. You should try to be more like me. Varada looked very pleased with himself. That's true, Varada. I do get excited by all the things around me, Jay sighed. The other two travelers washed their hands and got ready to leave. They bid goodbye to Varada and Jay and took a completely different path. Up ahead, the men turned into the two yakshas, and the two of them returned to their tree. Okay, I give up. You win. That man has no weaknesses. He is not greedy. He treats women with respect, and he is not ambitious enough to use his helpful axe to get something from the king. The young yaksha accepted defeat. Oh no, not at all. Varada is a weak man. You win the bet," laughed the old yaksha. "I will do as you ask for the next month." Vikrama, the vampire addressed the king once more. "Why did the older yaksha say he lost to the younger one? After all, the man Varada did not have any weaknesses. Jay wanted to take the money." go with the strange woman and visit the court to be rewarded varada had resisted all temptation hadn't he if you know the answer to my question you must speak otherwise your head will shatter to a million pieces the answer is easy said vikram the older yaksha was right in accepting defeat varada did look like he was without any weakness that nothing would tempt him but then at the very end when he recounted all the people he had met that day the yaksha recognized varada's weakness he was a proud man a vain man and then he be little jay and advised him to be more like himself and that is why the older yaksha recognized his vanity and that's why he accepted defeat as soon as vikrama's answer was over the vampire cackled and slid off vikrama's shoulder tonight was not the night that vikrama would carry it all the way to his camp that is the end of our story my friends what do you think do you have weaknesses We all do, don't we? We are all tempted by something or the other. I think it is better to be like Jay, to know that we are not perfect and to correct ourselves when we can, rather than be like Varada and think that we can do no wrong. That is a dangerous state of mind if we believe that we have no weaknesses. 
that we do nothing wrong ever. That's all for today. Come back next week for more stories in the Vikram and Betal series. Until then, goodbye from all of us at forallourkids.com. <laughs>